0: All right, let's try that again. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the next cast. If you didn't catch our trailer, you can find that as our first podcast ever posted, uh, most likely down below as it goes in chronological order. This is our first official episode where we introduce ourselves to you guys and basically how we got into gaming and what we do. So I'm joined by my co-host, Zenex. Say hello.
1: Hello. What's going on, party people?
0: And I'm next year I will be your other host. So as I said tonight, we're going to talk about how we got into gaming, our first games, basically leading up until now, and our aspirations and what we hope for this to become. Sound good?
1: Yes, it sounds fantastic. I mean, let me say that a little bit more, enthused. Yes! <laughs> yes, it sounds amazing! Yeah, let's go! <laughs> let's do it! All right, so... I was there a little bit. Yeah, that's all right.
0: So, how did you get into gaming, starting from your first game
1: ever? Shit. Uh, I mean, darn it. So, how I got into gaming was, I believe it was when I was five years old, I got onto my dad's computer. He let me play a game called Wolfenstein 3D, or it was Call of Duty. Mm. And I played that.
0: Wolfenstein was the video game back back, you know, when I was young at least. That was that's what my my sister and my brother played, and it eventually got up to me where I was playing it on my first iPod because they had the app on the iPod, and I would I would and just that, sit there playing Wolfenstein all day or Stein, you,
1: however you pronounce Stein, it. Stein. I say uh, Stein. I don't know. I remember they iPod version of that when it came out, uh, that was the hot stuff. It was the bomb when it came out. There was not a lot of actual good games for the um, the iPhones. No, there they wasn't first came a lot. Out. Not when they first came out, and everything was paid for. I switched over to Android a long time ago, and I was surprised and astonished by how free things were. On the app store, everything's paid for. On the Android store, you don't have to pay for anything.
0: Yeah, and that's nice. Um, Definitely not having to pay for things is a huge plus. I mean, I I do remember those days when years ago when I had my first iPod, it was everything was paid for. I, I probably spent upwards of $100 at an early young age just buying apps because they were fun games, fun to play. And then when I finally got my phone An Android phone I was finally able to play all those games for free And I was like well I was getting ripped off
1: <laughs> Yeah everybody was getting ripped off But that's how they normalized you into it everybody, They normalized you Into this sense of Everything you have to get Paid for Yeah but It was ingrained back, in uh, me for a while
0: I feel like it was but ingrained let's go. in a lot of us But getting back into how we got into gaming You started with Wolfenstein
1: yeah, started with Wolfenstein and then so moved on to some Call of Duty. To? Call of Con. Duty, I think Medal of Honor was it was it would be it'd be two thousand and five, two thousand and five. So I don't know if it was Medal of Honor or if it was like an earlier version of Call of Duty, but yeah. I would sit on there and I would get kills after kills after kills. Now I don't know if that's true. Or if it was just my bias to my brain because I don't know as a five-year-old getting that many kills. And then I played a game that I remember very fondly. It was called Toontown and Toontown uh, Do you remember Toontown?:
0: I think so wasn't it like um, like Disney's online game it was
1: maybe it Disney's wasn't Disney. big MMO you can still yeah. you can, you can yeah it was uh, basically you're fighting against these corporations and uh, really yeah cogs or something <laughs> like that you're fighting against these corporations and it taught I don't know a little bit it got a little bit political but it was it was a good game yeah I mean I would sit on there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end actually playing that game I
0: probably could too to be honest with you I remember playing it when I was younger I don't exactly remember what age I was when I started playing but I I was pretty young Uh, started playing Toontown at least I remember we were still on like Windows XP or something something older, older generation but I definitely remember Toontown it was that yep. and, um Wizard 101.
1: Oh, Wizard 101. That was a that was another one I played a little bit. I got into a little bit. And then um, what was that one with the Penguins? Club Penguin. Club Penguin. I was into that for a little while. I played a, I played a lot of Club Penguin, but I only played it on the DS version. And I couldn't get my parents to sign me up for the... Um, online version because they were they didn't know what the hell they were doing so yeah they so didn't actually, sign me up for that
0: yeah and that's understandable
1: but to to clarify something here are you a 90s baby 2000 I mean well 1999 uh, so technically I'm, I'm so a technically 90s. you
0: are a 90s baby I am a 2000s baby so I do see a little bit of a difference here you were you got into games earlier than I did but from what i'm kind of gathering here we basically played all the same games at a young age but where i started with video games was probably in my basement playing on an old tube tv playing super mario on the
1: snes oh you were snes see yes. i didn't have i didn't have uh i didn't have an snes i had a lot of playstation games a lot so early on it was computer. Then I went to console, which people usually don't do. They usually go to, um, they usually go from console to computer. But I was playing uh, the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and the PlayStation Two for the longest time. I mean, I remember some g- great games from it. It was uh, what was it? it? Was Ty the Tasmanian Tiger? Taz. Tasmanian. Taz. Marvel? Yeah. No, Ty. Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Oh. It was a PlayStation 2 game.
0: Then it wouldn't have been Looney Tunes, would
1: it? No, it wasn't Looney okay. Tunes. It wasn't Looney Tunes at all. He had two boomerangs. He would throw them around, sling them around. They'd come oh, back. yeah. It was an Aussie, Australian game. It was yeah. very fun. Hmm. I, I've uh, also then- of it, though. <laughs> You've never heard of it? No, it's on I can't Steam. Say I have. You guys should get "Tie the Tasmanian Tiger." If you want to play like an old PS2 game, that's still uh, it's like a platformer. It's a uh, it's a platformer, but with a twist on it. How would you uh, spell tie? Like tie t y. Okay, and then we're going to oh, and there Bugs is. Life. Have you ever played a Bugs Life? I
0: haven't played a Bugs Life, but I remember watching the actual animated movie when I was little
1: that game was sick A Bug's Life was pretty cool and then I got into a lot of DOS games uh, when I got older because that's the only things that was the only thing that the computers could handle at my school were DOS games the integrated graphics could handle it so I'd be playing Quake and play playing Doom see and that's that's kind of where
0: I missed out I didn't get to play a lot of those games at a young age, and I started to discover them later on in life. Like, I had no idea what Doom was, Quake. I mean, I only discovered Wolfenstein because of my brother and my sister who played it on the computer, but I was too young to even really get into that. And then I played like Toontown and Club Penguin, as, as I said, but I really didn't start really gaming Until I discovered Minecraft at my cousin's house. And he let me borrow his account. And from there, it kind of spread. And just grew. And I would play... I was in middle school. Damn, I was in middle school. I would play for hours and hours after school. And I remember I would be sitting at the kitchen counter. On an old HP laptop running Windows 7. And barely being able to play it it was so laggy i remember getting like 25 frames and thinking this is the best and now looking back on it where i've built my own gaming rig it's like
1: what was i doing (laughs) right right i was on an old gateway laptop playing minecraft on a cracked account i think
0: Damn, going back I do to believe. really old school. Cracked Minecraft accounts.
1: Back when it used to be just a username, no email. Yeah, just a username. And it was back in twenty twenty twelve, twenty eleven. Wait, when did Minecraft come out? Um, Minecraft. Yeah, I don't know when it exactly came. The out, out. Uh, date. I don't want to get this wrong 20 okay so yeah it was 2012 yeah. it was 2012 or 2011 but I got so much into Minecraft I was a big Minecraft fan big Minecraft nerd I loved it so much that I actually went to the most the most infamous minecon out there 2013 minecon yep I've met Notch I met uh, my brother met Jeb uh C4118 um some other people that was in the Minecraft realm like uh dinnerbone yep that's where the 2013s were the dedicated wham how much dedicated wham does it take to run a minecraft server
0: yep i remember watching that that meme later on
1: Probably I wish like middle, I was in that I wish I didn't go to any of the Panels because I would sit out there and I was talking To everybody I wish I went Into one of those panels I that wish I was amazing. there for that
0: So Speaking of like cons and stuff I've never actually been to any To any con I The only okay that's Kind of a lie because I've been to the local Comic con but it Wasn't anything too astounding It was held in a small civic center and it was... It wasn't anything too impressive. It was just, you know, a couple of comic stores got together and decided, hey, let's do a local Comic-Con. And there were some cosplayers. That was cool. I ended up going with one of my friends at the time and his uncle because he was into comic books and video games and stuff like that, which was awesome because my dad was working. I remember that much, so he couldn't go. So he took us, and we were just hanging around for probably like four hours. I got to... You know, uh, how old was I? I must have been at least 13, maybe 12. And I was shaking hands with all the cosplayers. I was like, bro, your costume's awesome. There was one guy there who had built... um, Yeah, he had built an entire RuneScape getup in, in the graphic style, which was just polygons he had actually taken cardboard and and it was a really nice costume i mean i remember it as really nice but probably looking at it now i would think otherwise because costuming has come a long way but anyways going back to the root of wow we really got off on a tangent there going from video games to comic-con We'll talk about Comic-Con in another episode, because there's so much to talk about there, and cons in general, there's just so much to talk about and so much to do. But going back to the root of my gaming, I basically went from PC, and like you said, you went from PC to console, and I completely understand that, because I went from PC to PS2 for Christmas, because my dad got a good deal on one, because he would always fix electronics, and he basically got one as a deal. Guy said this wouldn't work and gave it to him to fix he fixed it i got it for christmas and i ended up playing i can't remember the game but you were basically all i really remember about the game was sliding around on vines it was set in a forest like an alien world It it was a weird game and the biggest game for me that i ever played on playstation was need for speed most wanted 2005 that was what really set the ball rolling for me in terms of you know actually keeping up with games and gaming in general because that was kind of after I got tired of Minecraft and then I was like well you know there's not really any other PC games out there because I hadn't discovered Steam yet Steam was still an unknown topic to me so when I found Need for Speed I was like this is the best I I need more of this so I got all these different racing games and stuff like that and they were all minuscule one of them was like Spy Hunter you got this really cool car that had all these different uh, abilities and really cool games I still remember them as they were and I, I wish I still had them and eventually I'll track them all down and play them again either on an emulator or actually take out my PS2 again and from there I got a PS3 for Christmas Uh, This was probably like two or three years later after the PS3 had actually come out. I'd never gotten a brand new console, and the PS3 was... I think they bought it off of, like, Craigslist at the time. Or that might have even been pre-Craigslist. I don't really know where they got it. But I remember getting my PlayStation 3 because I wanted to play Destiny so bad. I had been bugging my parents about it all year. And then I finally get it for Christmas, and then I can't play it Christmas morning... Because I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but there was a hacker group called like the Lizard Squad or something.
1: Do you remember them at all? Was it LoSec or was it LawSec or was it? um...
0: No, they had like lizard in their name. I remember it vividly because my mom got on the computer and Googled it, and she was like, "Oh yeah, their their service is down. I guess some (sighs) maybe she didn't Google it. Maybe it was on the news." I think it was on the news now that I think about it because she would watch the news every morning, and she watched it the day after, and I guess there was a... I don't remember if it was worldwide or nationwide blackout for PlayStation and Xbox servers, but some hacker group basically shut down video games on Christmas and ruined a lot of Christmas mornings including mine, which I'm still kind of salty about because I didn't get to play Destiny as soon as it came out. But that's where I got my love for Destiny, and then after the PS3, after I'd basically gotten everything done on Destiny, I finally discovered Steam, bought my first orange box that gave me... I don't remember if it w- It might have been Portal, Portal 2, and Team Fortress. I think those three were in a bundle and technically an orange box, but they weren't the true orange box. Can't exactly remember what they were. But it was But that's where I discovered that. And I had actually played Portal previously at my sister's boyfriend's apartment. Because there were a bunch of guys that were sharing an apartment. She was kind of like the maid of the apartment, cleaning up and doing all the chores. And one of them was playing Portal, Portal 2. And I was like, yo, that's cool, can I play? And I was like, 10. Well, maybe not 10, I was probably 13-ish. 13... 14 around that age he's like yeah sure and that's where my love for portal came from because i remember playing it in the living room on a pineapple couch they had a pineapple patterned couch and it was god awful it was green with pineapples i remember it vividly it was horrible looking but they got it for free so free couch and yeah and then that kind of progressed into my future with video games and now i play just about everything
1: my video game experience was kind of crazy but i got into i remember getting into portal 2 and i think that was my first steam game that i got yeah so then i was introduced to what what, what is this why am i getting why is this getting bundled uh together with this game you know what's the steam thing yeah and i was confused about it for a while until i started looking into it and i was like oh okay so this is like a, a hub for video games but in my I think I was 13 at the time. 13-year-old mine was like, I don't know nothing. (laughs) Maybe it was, maybe it's not. But, And then I got this game that I love to death. It's one of my favorite games out there. It's called Spore. Yep. You know about Spore next turn? Yeah, I think I've played it once or twice. Yeah, there you go. Yes, you have. You have it. Do you have the adventures pack? Well, Spore is basically a god game where you can create your own character, your own um, little organism. It it travels through the cell stage, the creature stage, tribal stage, civilian, civilian, whatever, civilization stage, and then the space stage (laughs) with your little creature, and it evolves through that and I have have hundreds of hours in this game. It doesn't count them. I don't know why it doesn't count them on here, but I have hundreds of hours on it. I know same it's, with...
0: At some point, what? Steam's hours had gotten reset or something, because I remember I had a lot more hours on Portal 2, and then looking at it now, they're not quite the same as what I remember them being. So I don't know if it was on an account basis or if they ended up... You know, with an upgrade that kind of uh, screwed everybody over with their hours
1: or whatnot. But, yeah, I think they, they reset it or something like that. Because honestly, I've put, I remember playing this. And it, the last played's always broken. And it says last played September 20th, 2018. I know I've played it a lot sooner than that. Uh, and then another great game, Finding of Isaac. Finding of Isaac, I played hundreds of hours into. Realm of the Mad God, I've put hundreds of hours into. I'm just, I'm just listing off what is very good games. And my most favorite game that I've played is Neo Scavenger. Have you heard about Neo Scavenger?
0: No, I don't think I have. That's, it doesn't sound familiar to me.
1: Well, it's a roguelike, post-apocalyptic survival rpg it basically is a turn-based and i hate turn-based games with a passion but this is the only turn-based game that i can actually play um that allows you to uh basically be more in tune with the character as it's turn-based you can uh do several different actions like loot um spy all this other stuff it's a really cool game hmm. i would definitely say it's definitely way. worth like a 60 bucks
0: yeah it definitely but, does sound like a neat game i mean turn-based not my kind of style but i definitely give it a try from getting a no review i'm like that.
1: serious i'm serious it's i have 94 hours in it and the mods that you can get with it just change it all the way up oh absolutely I mean, mods will do that to any
0: game. I remember playing Fallout 4 the first time through, and then just going back through time after time, playing it again and again and again, with different mods installed each time, and it's like playing a brand new game.
1: Mods, I think, are a very essential thing to keeping a game alive, without a doubt. That are constant updates, because constant new- updates, yeah. Because Rockstar has
0: been doing that for years now. They've been updating Grand Theft Auto V, and that's been out for a couple generations of consoles at least. I mean, you had the 360, Xbox One, and now you have it on, what, the Xbox One X or something?
1: Yeah, Xbox Series X or something like that. I don't know what number
0: they're on. I, I'm getting lost here, but it's it's on PS4 as well. Right. Uh Microsoft just happened to release another edition of the Xbox One's which were better. I still think it's cool that they've had that many generations of consoles through this one game. Yeah, it's getting a little bit kind of old. I haven't I played I've played it recently. The updates are cool. The newest one that they did was the uh the streets or something like that. They basically brought Los street customs
1: or something. Uh, it Our was a, tuners, Los Santos tuners. Yes,
0: thank you, Los Santos tuners. That app, that update has brought so much to the game and so many more cars. And it's just, it was a lot more fun to play. They also brought new missions along with that. They brought a new way to make money. And to be honest, I think it's one of my favorite updates so far because of that.
1: I think what, one what updates, was added? What was added to the cars? Uh, what was added to the cars?
0: they added different uh so they added so you could stance it from your player menu which i thought was really cool because the the fact that you can customize it even more you know beyond what you can do in the ls customs was fantastic i was always wanting a little bit more out of my customization so now you can actually stance your car put it even lower to the ground than what you would be able to do with suspension and they've added new cars that have more options They've added more options to older cars, and I think they may have even added a new Benny's vehicle, or just one that I haven't seen before. But it was so cool to go back through and have that same excitement as when I first played it back... Oh, probably like 2017, 2016. And then I made my first clan in 2017, where think my discord server had about a hundred people in it and we would all get on every now and again and we would do missions with each other and that that's where i met a big group of my my current gaming friends that i play with often and then i kind of trans transitioned from gta into 5m and then once gta came out with this last update i decided hey let's go take a look at it and now i'm hooked back into it what
1: did you play on 5m what was your so actually <laughs> what, was your cup of, what was your cup of tea for 5m
0: my cup of tea for 5m? It was um, It was a server called main coastal patrol. I actually Got really heavily into it. Not only in the RP side, but also in the administration side and It was basically just this really fun server to play on the RP was wide open You could spawn in vehicles do whatever you want. It was great There were rules, like you couldn't do anything insane, which makes sense to me. But it kept a lot of opportunity open for RP, and that's, I feel, where a lot of other servers go wrong. You can't spawn in your own vehicles, you can't RP certain ways, which I understand why there are rules, it's because somebody's tried it before, but in some cases, those rules get in the way of a decent roleplay. And I've found that I had a lot more fun on a smaller server rather than a larger server. Because, again, like I said back in when I used to play that, we had a lot of fun with you know doing breakdowns. We had uh, companies. I actually owned one of my own companies. It was, a, it was a trucking business, and I had to go through a driving test. We had the actual kind of documents for whatever I was hauling that we'd have to fill out. And there was just so much realism there that it made it that much more fun to try and do it we had a kind of a money system where we could buy cars but it wasn't any like real set money unless it came down to like multi-million dollar houses or something you would have to rp getting the money which totally makes sense but in that aspect it kept it open for a lot of different options and that's what I loved the most about it and I feel like that's kind of what games today don't offer is they don't offer that open do it yourself kind of thing cause they're in recent days I've seen a couple couple game releases that they're just kind of stuck in the in the modern way of video games like I know all the CODs recently have been kind of you know cut and paste really dry, kind of the same thing. And it's getting a little old, but there also comes into effect, uh, I somebody kind of coined a phrase for it, but I'm just gonna call it the the youth gaming effect. When you're younger, gaming has such a bigger impact on you, cause yeah, you're learning, but it's also brand new to you, so you wanna get as much of it in as you can then as you right. get older you start to enjoy it less because it's not bringing you as much excitement and I I completely understand that and I don't blame the gaming companies whatsoever for that either it's more of just growing up kind of sucks because you're experiencing less for the first time like my first
1: bug so in diminishing returns is what you're talking about
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's actually uh, what they said in one of the podcasts uh, that I was listening to that's kind of where I got this from I think it might have been um Wildcats, the Wildcast, or the podcast as it was first named, which I absolutely loved that name, and I wish you would have kept it <laughs> because it was so original, so perfect. Um, But we were actually listening to that, and I do recommend going and listening to some of his podcasts. They were really good. They talk about a lot of great points with video games, and they especially have an inside view because they were they're all YouTubers, and they all kind of do that as a profession, and that's their job is to play video games, so they get kind of like an inside peek at what, you know, myself or the average day Joe doesn't get because they're playing video games all day long most days just just for their job, and I don't know what your situation is like, but I definitely know that I don't do that for a, a job. I actually have a pretty boring 9-to-5.
1: Well... I've been trying to stream I mean trying to make it for a living um, I got some some uh, support uh, through Twitch when I streamed one night I was streaming uh, my character Fritz Hans on 5M it all, it all ties together it all ties together on 5M on an RP server Lucid City which is crap for RP by the way um, there's, they put serious RP in the title there is no serious RP at all uh, I've been trying to look for a server that has a good RP but will allow my character Fritz because they say it's a little bit too controversial uh, and we'll go back to what we were talking about earlier the um what were we talking about earlier I don't know we've,
0: we've gone off on kind of a tangent from when we began video gaming you know, what's to where we are what,
1: now what 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 was the what was the tangent what was the tangent
0: i don't remember what it was off of i just remember that we got on to gta 5 then 5m okay but i don't Resume. remember how we got there <laughs> so let's um let's go back to you know young age us back when youtube was first coming around who do you feel like was an influential youtuber to your life i mean we we've, we've all had kind of like our i'm gonna say this for a lack of better terms but our youtube crushes because we've all you know either watch somebody daily or we would follow all their social medias and whatnot we would just you know go all out just watching all their content and i remember that i certainly did and i got into youtube kind of late but like for you who was somebody that you admired that you would watch on youtube at a young age
1: uh there i don't know if i could say it but um when i was younger when i was younger i used to watch this guy named uh sam hyde i watched all of his stuff and million dollar extreme i watched all of his stuff but yeah it's no wonder i'm not funny but um I watched all of this stuff. And I was religiously watched watched this stuff. I think I got into it at the age of it was 16 or 15, something along the lines like that. And then the young young period of I don't think I don't remember a YouTuber that was like Minecraft Mondays. I remember that. You remember Minecraft Mondays? I don't
0: Cowboy Bebop? No. I was in a completely gen- different generation of Minecraft. I remember the one Minecraft streamer that I religiously watched, it was he's an older Australian YouTuber. He I think he still actually posts videos on Minecraft, but and I completely completely praise this guy for just how much commitment he has to this game. But it was daedalus 822. I remember watching all of his videos because he was a he was a redstone mechanist. He would make all these huge farms, and uh, one of his episode uh, one of his series was "Go Big or Go Home," and that was one of my favorites always because I would always aspire to build these huge farms and just you know I, I was a young aspiring kid and I I just wanted to be like him, make all these cool builds, be a YouTuber. I think all of us as kids were you know, wannabe YouTubers, I sure was, I remember making videos with some of my friends back in early Minecraft on Hypixel, and those are actually still, I don't know if he still has not posted or if he hasn't privated, but they're still up there, I hope nobody ever finds them because they're quite embarrassing.
1: I remember making trolling videos on Gary's mod. Oh jeez. I got into
0: Gary's <laughs> mod a little later into the game. Actually, now that you bring up Gary's mod, oh which, my
1: god, Gary's mod!
0: Might I add, is actually where we met. We, so just as background for the audience, <laughs> we met on a dark RP server that Xenix had previously, I think, been a head admin on, and I was the current like head three admin. Three times. On. Yeah, it it was a really messed up server. They changed owners so many times. It it was bad. it, it was a bad bad business. Um, it was corrupted from the inside and I kind of discovered that as I got more into it but the oh, it's not the owner's fault and I'm not going to name any names here Uh, but basically there was a lot of shady shit going on and it just was not good but basically that's where we met and we started to hang out a little bit and then I brought up the topic of a podcast and he was like hell yeah I'm in and I was like Awesome. I finally got a co host.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, let's. I'm down. I'm down for some casting. I love to do that.
0: I just, I really, so getting into the podcasting topic, I had always really wanted to start a podcast, but I was never prepared to start one because I was always unsure of myself and. I just, I didn't have anybody else. I didn't know who I would talk to. And I didn't know, most importantly, how I would post it. YouTube was an easy answer, but that's kind of a full market when it comes to videos and content creators. Because now YouTube is one of the, the leading media sources out there. But then, when I got to my current job, I started listening to podcasts on Spotify. And that's when I was kind of like, you know what? This is kind of doable for me. If I just set aside an hour, you know, one or two nights a week to record, it'd be easy enough just to to record, and then I found Xenex wanted to do a podcast, or wanted to be my co-host for a podcast, and that's kind of where the idea started from there, and then I set up the Spotify, I set up basically everything, and now we're kind of where we are today, actually recording our first episode, which I'm super excited about, I almost drove him away actually because i was so excited about it
1: <laughs> no no you didn't i was like i just i was just busy no, i wasn't busy i just i didn't i didn't look at my messages i kept forgetting i kept forgetting it like every five minutes <laughs> i can't remember
0: I just really excited about this because again going back to the dream of being a big youtuber as a child it it was always something that I, I wanted to do. I wanted to create content for people, not so much just so that, you know, for monetary game, but I also just wanted to be, I guess, kind of like a household name. I wanted people to say my, my name elsewhere. I wanted to be not so much famous, but known about, like, just so that people could be like, hey, Next Gen Alpha, I know that guy, I listened to his podcast, or I watched his video, something uh, like you that. You
1: want to be famous. You want to be famous. I don't
0: want to be famous. You I'm... want to be.
1: You want to be famous. Okay, so you're telling me you want to be known about, but you don't want to have the the paparazzi behind you that wants to take pictures and be like, oh, oh my gosh, and the the fans. Next turn, next turn, next turn. You don't want that. You don't want the fans.
0: No, I hardly leave my house as it is. If I didn't have a job, you, I'd never leave.
1: You don't want no. somebody to cut off a piece of your hair and like cherish it and oh, love geez, for no. it for. What?
0: No. What do you mean? No, I just. I would
1: cherish. I would cherish your lusty locks.
0: (laughs) Which I actually need to get a haircut. It's getting
1: quite long. Do you want to ship it to me? No, I'm not sending it to you. (laughs) Why don't you? I used to have a bag of my hair. I used to have an afro. A bag of my hair for years. Why? I just didn't throw it away. I don't. I don't know because I was going to donate to charity and I kept putting it off. Oh my god. And I don't think that's how it works donating. It's not how it works. No. No. But I did donate my hair one time to to charity.
0: Nice. My sister did that not long ago because one of her one of her friends' children actually came down with uh with leukemia. He unfortunately passed from it and Oh shit. Very upsetting, but the family has bounced back and they're actually doing a lot more within, you know, the foundations for cancer and everything like that. And they're, they're doing a lot for the hospitals, especially they've started, you know, fundraisers and stuff like that. And it was really cool to kind of see them bounce back like that. Cause I've seen a lot of families that, that they can't because the, the grief is just a lot. And I understand that completely. Um, yeah, losing a kid's hard. It is I hard. mean, I
1: wouldn't know, but I would, I can I
0: wouldn't I know, guess. but I would be devastated from just losing my nephew. Because he and I spend a lot of time together, and he he plays video games too, which is actually kind of cool. He is an absolute boss at Fortnite. I don't know how this kid does it. I don't know if it's just because he's you know, super <laughs> okay, young grandpa. And-
1: I know. He, he's, a, he's a boss at fortnite let he me tell you
0: let me tell you this kid is insane at fortnite he could easily kick my butt at fortnite any day of the week and not even bat an eyelash and i'd be sitting there just dumbfounded he and i played a game i think we did trios with my sister who's the mom of my nephew right. and she and I both got out really really quickly and he got into like the top five solo and died to a three man team which that's insane and he's <laughs> I'm not going to disclose his actual age because people track me down or something but he's he's under the age of 10 and that's still really impressive because I wasn't even doing that when I was that age I was playing Super Mario on the SNES and yes I realize times have changed and actually, I don't even think she has the SNES anymore. I think I ended up with it. I should hook that up someday and show them where, where I began at least. But yeah, and same thing goes for all of the new gamers. They're just they're insane at all the FPS games, and it's it's so hard for me to keep up. And I just I can't, I can't, man. They're just so I good at all it, these games. I can't
1: do FPS like. For some reason, my aim has gone down so—it's—it's bad. it's badly. Let me tell you, it's gone down <laughs> suckily, and I can't figure out why. It's just probably because I haven't trained with it. I used to be able to go on like Gary's mod servers and just pop pop heads off with the Desert Eagle easily, but now it's—I don't know—not
0: as easy. I, I understand completely. Not as easy. I'm in the same spot. I've actually stopped playing a lot of those those FPSs and skill-based games and I've kind of resorted to playing uh more like survival type games. Like I've lately I've been playing Valheim. It is a really cool game, basically centered around the Norse mythology. Really, really cool. You have to survive against like all these different enemies, skeletons, you have to face Draugr. Stuff like that and it, it's a really cool game. I suggest checking it out if you guys like um, games of that sort it's uh, a
1: roguelike as well right what was that it's a roguelike as well um yeah it's a roguelike yeah it
0: is a really neat game and i do i appreciate the building mechanics more than anything because the physics in it are semi realistic they actually have you know gravity playing effects So you're not going to have any floating houses Or anything like that And it's it's a really cool game That I, uh, one of my friends had actually sent to me That I'll actually play It was really neat I'm glad I got to play it And actually Can we go back to the YouTuber topic? Because <laughs> I just yeah, realized go i gone YouTube. off on a huge tangent So going back to the famous YouTubers That we grew up with I know a lot of people grew up with PewDiePie. I was never one of those people. I could not get into PewDiePie. But now that I'm older, I'll watch a few of his videos here and there. But I think. Oh, well, I
1: watched.
0: Go on. I think a few of the main YouTubers that really, really stuck me were Markiplier. I watched Jacksepticeye and Daedalus. Those are my main three <laughs> that I would watch every time.
1: I watched a little bit of Markiplier. I watched a little bit of. Uh... Jepseptikai, top of the morning you know, and then uh, I watched, and people are going to be surprised by this. C Nanners, C Nanners. I
0: never actually got into C Nanners until a little bit later, back when he started playing with Vanoss and that crew, which I found later on probably in my. Probably back in towards high school, I actually still have one of the the golden Vanoss hoodies with the uh, the original owl logo on it. Do you know who Sark is?
1: Yep, I remember Mr. Sark. Okay, uh, do you remember the IGN? I think no, it was it was it, was, it no, it was Machinima. Where it was, uh, um, where oh, it was it would be APL Fisher. Yep, and Sark, and they would uh, do the unboxing or unlettering they would open letters and they would read them out see and that's another
0: thing i would love to do that's i'd <laughs> i loved all these um oh, uh, what are they called like i loved the unboxing videos i loved the the draw my life episodes i loved all that kind of stuff where everybody kind of did it and it was different for everybody and I had always dreamed of doing something like that because it was just so cool to me. Seeing somebody's life drawn out on a whiteboard was just
1: fascinating
0: for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating, but I, I couldn't personally do it because it would just look like um, a bunch of... Uh, it would be like a schizophrenic... Not a schizophrenic, a person with... This joke's a little bit too harsh, never mind.
0: <laughs> we'll roll that one back we'll put that in the outtakes yeah. so actually i will put Kids. a kind of a disclaimer out there any games that we've mentioned so far we're not getting paid to mention we're not getting any kind of compensation for it these are all games that we genuinely enjoy and have genuinely enjoyed over the years we're not biased in any way if we have an advertisement you know whenever which we'll explore more into into the future. But whereas we're just starting out, we decided not to. Let's just make some content. But, like I said, we're not affiliated with anybody. This is a standalone podcast. We're doing this just for fun. And I think that's kind of the biggest part for us. But, um... But yeah, Mr. Sark, C-Nanners, all those guys, I remember. And I was actually pretty sad, uh... Because I found out a little while ago when it actually happened that, uh... You know, some of the falling outs between some of the groups, especially with, you know, Omwrecker. I was kind of upset to hear that he had kind of pushed away from the group and said some stuff that made everybody kind of go away. And then Lad had separated from the group, which was upsetting as well. But yeah, with the allegations against him, I just I kind of pushed away from from that side of YouTube as well and i i started watching a lot more
1: uh a lot
0: more that's when like the drama
1: alert stuff started uh happening yeah and i i pushed away from everybody was wanting drama between these big youtubers and uh we had keemstar capitalize on that and then scarce capitalize on that and it was awful (laughs) to see that too
0: that they were kind of capitalizing off of Off of drama, but I get that it was something that people
1: wanted. That was if if they didn't do it, then the next person would. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I I think it's kind of, in my opinion, stingy of people to to take advantage of of drama that's going on. You know, it's I've always been the type of person that says it's not my business if it doesn't affect affect me directly. It's none of my business, and I shouldn't be concerned.
1: I wish I was like that. Man, I was in the drama heavy. Be like, I'd know what every single YouTuber was up to, what every single YouTuber was doing. That's what yeah. I'd do. Um.
0: But yeah, so we're... <clears throat> we're actually coming up to the end of the podcast, kind of. We're gonna try and do hour-long episodes, but if they run over, which sometimes they will, not a huge deal for us, but... um, We're gonna try and keep them short to about an hour. That's kind of where... I was hoping to be it for you guys because an hour to listen to a podcast is a long time to listen to two people go back and forth so your credit card
1: from... gets automatically charged when you go over an hour though we yes. have your credit card information we do all have your it. bank details yep
0: all of it Mm-hmm. from absolutely nothing we just we knew it right there on the spot <laughs> no we don't actually he's kidding he's kidding gotta put that out there
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding,
0: by the way. Uh, But no, we are planning to do one-hour-long episodes. uh, Every week, our upload schedule is going to be every Wednesday. Uh, That's when the next episode will go live. Um, We have discussed we're going to do a week in between. So basically, you know, we're going to record one week. We're always going to have one episode in the pocket just in case something were to happen and we needed a week off. so if you see that an episode isn't posted some week or that we're late for posting or something like that please check our twitter you can find that at nextcast it's called the nexcast and you can find us on twitter that's where we'll post most of our updates uh please check there first because if anything were to happen that's where you'll most likely see any updates in the future Whereas for episode one, you don't have to worry about it because it's definitely going to get posted without a doubt. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we are going to invite guests on pretty soon. We'll probably have a guest for episode two. We haven't quite discussed who yet, but we'll figure it out before episode two gets recorded, obviously. Uh, we'll have some questions for them. We'll go through kind of like the same interview process we went through here. Ask them how they got into gaming. You know, basically start a rapport with them. Figure out where they're coming from. Because everybody has different startings as to where, you know, they got their, their love for gaming or how how they got into gaming. You know, just same, same kind of thing as we did here tonight. Um, I do apologize if we did seem kind of unorganized but that's just how my brain works and I'm pretty sure Zenex would agree
1: <laughs> right that's how my brain works too
0: so eventually over time we will get better so stick around we will get better at this I promise you uh, this is our first episode so stick around see what's going on in the next few if you have any comments feedback concerns whatever you may think please again post to our Twitter message me on Twitter Whichever needs to be, if it's a business inquiry, please just DM me on Twitter, um, and we'll get back to you. And we'll actually take comments and stories on Twitter as well, so if you tag us in it, uh, it may take a couple episodes to get read, but we'll get to that story and we'll talk about it in an episode and make sure that we get there. Um, so as Znex said, he does do Twitch, so if you want to check him out on Twitch, I definitely recommend his channel, uh, what? When do you go live usually, next? About six
1: o'clock.
0: Is that six o'clock every day except what, uh, Wednesdays? Yep. All right. So here, here it is. First, six o'clock every day Wednesdays. You can check them out on Twitch. I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't really post any other platforms. I may go live every now and again on Twitch. So if you want to follow me, it's Nextern Alpha. Uh, basically, the same spelling as here, but. We'll link all of our channels uh, on our Twitter and basically anywhere else. We'll just kind of throw them in, in the subline. But yeah, I think that will bring us to a close. Thanks for stopping in, guys. I hope you catch us on the next podcast. Again, episode two will release next Wednesday. Uh, we'll probably talk about some game releases. I definitely want to talk about... Um cyberpunk 2077 because i do have a couple stories from that personally that i'd like to share and get out there Uh, i know it's going to be we're going to be talking about some older topics that people have probably already talked about so if you want to skip the episode i'm going to start putting descriptions in the episode of what we actually covered so that way if you don't want to hear about it you don't have to listen to it it's up to you
1: but anyway guys i thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you on the next one